0: Hello, and welcome to the Hamilton Happy Hour. Thanks for joining me today on my very first podcast. Um, We are really just jumping in, and I'm so excited to start this new journey. And thank you all for joining me and tagging along. Something I like to think about every single day is I like to be thankful and find beauty in every single thing I come across that day. Of course, that doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) Obviously, we are human beings and things are not always beautiful, right? So, but one beautiful thing that happened to me yesterday is I was on my way back into town where I live and I had this ad come on the radio station through my Spotify, um, and this is not sponsored, by the way, obviously. But uh, the app Calm recently has been popping up on my TV and in my life recently, and it is a meditation app. It has a lot of uh, different songs, different guided meditations, different breathing exercises, and timers and all that other stuff on this app and it's usually through your phone or iPad or something to use uh to meditate with and to help you guide through that practice. Uh but I thought it was an ad for one of these and it started out like imagine you're on this cool beach relaxing and you blow into this seashell and A horn comes out and like stuff like that some crazy metaphysical lore you can meditate on right well turns out it was a Sims 4 ad (laughs) and I had been imagining myself as this mermaid from The Sims 4 so that was very interesting But honestly it got me thinking uh to appreciate more beauty in my life. Of unfortunately I do not uh live by a beach. However, I do have the opportunity to open this coffee shop where I work. Uh not every single morning, but most of the, most days of the week and uh the sunrise each morning is just truly truly beautiful. And that is something that I find beauty in every single day now as you're listening i'd like to hear how you guys find beauty every single day because you know that's something we we really do uh need to find us as human beings especially here in 2020 2020 has been quite a year right oh um between uh black lives matter protests the corona COVID 19 virus just the election and uh so much more i i just keep this list keeps going on and on in my head and i just everyone involved just i think us as human beings we really need to during this time of 2020 this hectic crazy time we really just need to learn how to love each other no matter no matter what the boundary um We need to learn how to forgive and how to listen truly to each other. And honestly, that is how I should start off this podcast. Uh, Welcome again to the Hamilton Happy Hour. Uh, I'm really glad to have you. And you know, whether this is one person listening or uh, millions of people listening, uh, thank you truly for taking your time out of your day today. And what this podcast is going to be about is uh, interviewing people in my life. Uh, I want to interview people across all different diversities, across, you know, everywhere. I'm based in the Midwest of the United States of America. Uh, obviously, I will not disclose that location, but I live in the middle of kind of nowhere. I go to college in the middle of a little bit of nowhere. And, you know, I I kind of seen the whole thing, My like the same thing my whole life. I mean, yeah, there are a few different things, but I th- would love if this podcast truly brought different, so much diversity into each other's lives And um, how we could all learn and how we could all share these stories, these beautiful stories we hold as humans. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I will be uploading uh, more of an uncut version uh, onto YouTube and uh, an actual podcast version uh, without the video and such. Uh, I, on Spotify, anywhere you could really find a podcast and uh, it'll be called the Hamilton Happy Hour. Uh, and no, not happy hour quite like alcohol, but a happy hour as in finding each other's stories. And one of the questions I really love asking people besides... Their whole religious standpoint of course because that is always interesting to me. But another thing I do enjoy asking is how do you find happiness? How what do you see in your life that is truly beautiful, that makes your life worth living? And all of that jazz. So thank you again for joining me on this beautiful podcast and on this beautiful day of today is December twenty sixth. And this is when I'm recording it, and who knows when this will be uploaded, whenever I get the courage, I guess, right? Awesome. Well, now I guess I should probably introduce my first guest, first ever on the podcast. Um, Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I would love for uh my first guest to join me in person. However, I would love to have us mask off and uh, be able to communicate as clearly as possible and you to see her and her to see me and vice versa all around. And hear her, of course. Sometimes with masks, sometimes that could be a little fuzzy. But anyway, my first guest is one of my best friends of all time throughout high school, throughout my childhood. Uh, she's been in orchestra, she's been in band, theater, color guard. She was my stage manager when I was in theater with her. Uh, She's now going to a college and is pre-med track, so the first guest I have is Savannah Kavan, so let's please welcome Savannah. So would you like to know the questions beforehand?
1: I mean, we're already here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am recording, so I mean, might as well. All right hello all and welcome to <laughs> and t- welcome to uh the hamilton happy hour today i have one of my closest friends my tri- one of my childhood best friends with me today and it is currently december 27th 2 days after jesus christ was born in that manger or uh 4 days until the new year uh till 2021 uh yeah I'm looking at Savannah right now, if you're uh, viewing us over Zoom. Obviously, this is pre-recorded. I, I don't know how to figure out live stuff quite yet. I'm still pretty new to this scene, but uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, I know the intro was recorded uh, yesterday, and the thing that I saw that was beautiful yesterday was um, my ad about The Sims 4. Uh, I thought it was quite beautiful. But today, uh, I was very blessed with the opportunity to be working at my coffee shop in my hometown. And the beautiful thing that I saw today is I saw snow coming through our window, and I had the opportunity to look at that snow and kind of meditate it on for a second. And how blessed we are to still be receiving uh, gifts from the universe, uh, such as snow, and be thankful for this opportunity to, I don't know if you guys ever realized, but uh, when you look outside those coffee shops doors, uh, or just any place that makes you happy, and you really focus on in the moment uh, type of details, and then it starts raining, or then it starts snowing, or it starts participating. Persist- precipitating in some type of way. I don't know, uh, maybe it's like the dark academia inside of me, but something just goes off and I just, oh, nothing feels quite better. But anyway, uh, today I have a special guest uh, for the very first episode of the Hamilton Happy Hour. So please, everybody give a warm welcome to Savannah cavan And currently, we are uh, on Zoom. So, Savannah, how are you today?
1: Um, Pretty well. I drove up to Des Moines today. I missed the snow. I got here right as the snow started falling.
0: Oh, so you're in Des Moines right now. I definitely, uh, definitely didn't disclose I started this podcast, and I was like, "I'm not gonna disclose our location at all." <laughs> and I love that that was your first uh-huh. time. <laughs> I um,
1: I'm not in Des Moines though. I'm actually not in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm near the area, but I'm actually not in Des Moines. And I'm not lying. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. lying. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> no, like for real. Like my like, the city I'm in is not Des Moines.
0: That's very good. <laughs> I'm very glad that you're. Not in Des Moines, and you do not go to Drake University. Uh, <laughs> it's, not like I, it's, not, it's not like I actually live in West Des Moines. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, today, uh, welcome, Savannah, to uh, I have not told you anything about my podcast, except asking you to be on it. Yeah, apparently you're not this entire location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely didn't warn you or anything. I didn't, I don't know, yeah, I just kind of invited you on, so how do you feel uh, about this new podcast adventure you were on, the journey you're on with me right now? I'm kind of nervous, I already messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I, uh for the first episode, I recorded three days of intros, Uh, so that's good. <laughs> uh, Very, very natural, like, it's supposed to happen, I guess, but. Oh, so the whole purpose of this podcast, I should explain. Uh, The thing I'm focusing on uh, is uh, lots of interviews with my friends just to share the diversity and the beauty in this world and just to share each other's stories and experiences and all that other stuff. So I base uh, five questions uh, and feel free to tangent off into whatever you feel like. Or, um, but I have five questions for you and however long it takes is however long it takes. If you need to go, no worries. Uh, but yeah, welcome to, I have decided the name is Hamilton Happy Hour.
1: We love that alliteration.
0: Thanks, Mrs. Gritters. Shout out to Anna Gritters. Uh, you're my friend on Facebook. So you. I. this will be a test to see if you watch my Facebook posts or not. So. <laughs> Anna Gritters if you are listening to this please comment uh i your favorite memory of uh me our homeroom yeah <laughs> very good uh, my wife my wife is like <laughs> that. <laughs> that's okay that's it's okay <laughs> i the video editing exists so we're good all right, so let's get started with the questions, shall we? Our first question is, what was your childhood like, and what was the most important takeaways from that, and what have you learned, like, what has affected you most? Um, I
1: guess to start off is that um, my parents were refugees from Laos, like, they came over during the 70s, during a time of like war and like it was like a very iffy area and like the reason why they settled in Iowa is because the Iowa government um, decided the only state, Iowa, decided to like allow all these federal refugees to settle in Iowa and start their new lives here and that's that's why I'm here. Um, my dad he came when he was about 18. I'm not quite sure what age my mom came over but they came here with nothing and they had to build their own selves up. Like they had to work whatever job they could. They had to learn English and then they got some help along the way, but then um, I guess it's kind of a touchy subject these days, but like Iowa, the governor, the governor of Iowa was the only governor that um, allowed this giant group of Tatum people to settle in Iowa and start their new lives here. So my dad, he was about 18 years old when he arrived here. My mom, I'm not quite sure. Um, I guess from coming from their homeland to a new place, they started with nothing. They had nothing when they came here. So they had to like really work hard and learn English and build themselves up to be to the place where they are now. And I guess like they did have some help along the way. And I guess it's kind of a touchy subject these days, but they were probably on welfare for some time, but they didn't take it for granted and they used it to help be to a place where they didn't need it anymore, and and then my parents met, and then they got married, and then they had my brothers and I, and I guess my childhood was, I guess, not your typical American childhood, like, I guess, to put into context, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like, I never had a real one, like, you tried to make me one, but, like, you mm-hmm. said it wasn't even real then, so I don't know what a real peanut butter
0: and jelly sandwiches oh god that was so long ago uh (laughs) that's absolutely insane it's like I honestly until until you started talking about it a lot more in high school like later on in high school about your childhood and stuff I had no idea like I grew up a dance kid I uh, danced competitively and did a lot of dance growing up. And so that was my peanut butter and jelly, sa- something as simple as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That was like my life. Like that's, that's how- what I ate, you know, like just something as simple as food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
1: I guess my parents, they are blue collared workers. So they work, my dad works as a welder. And Vermeer. my mom works at Pellicorp. And um, they were just, They would leave at, like, three or four in the morning, then come back around three or four p.m. in the afternoon, and throughout the day, my grandparents would take care of me, and I guess it was, like, I thought everyone was like that. I didn't realize that, like, not everyone's parents are gone all the time like that, Mm -hmm. but then, like, at the same time, uh, my dad had a sponsor when he was younger, so, like, they didn't like give him money or anything, but like they, they like it's like through a church program where like they would help him out or invite him to dinner sometimes or like just help him get to where he needs to be. And she just became part of the family. We call her Grandma Rose. And um, what she would do was that she would take me and my siblings to the library in the summer. She taught me how to read and do math and everything, read and write before I came to school. So I never went to preschool. I didn't know preschool was a thing. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then um, I guess my childhood was spent, I guess, like I guess a normal kid playing outside um, and also kind of not normal. Then. I got really into playing computer games ever since I was able to like understand what a computer was. So uh, me and my siblings, we all grew up on the computer, on technology and everything, um, I guess. I learned a lot when I first came to public school. Like when they signed me up for kindergarten, I didn't know anybody, and it was kind of awkward because everyone knew everyone from preschool already, and I knew nobody. And um, luckily, I under- I knew and understood English fine. And then they all found. Then the teachers found out I knew how to read and everything. And then I don't know. I was just really quiet, not because like I was scared. I just I never had, like, I guess maybe you learn this in
0: preschool, is like, social skills. Do they teach you that in preschool? Um, I don't know if they necessarily teach it, but I just, I was, ex- I also, I went to preschool. I went to, I was exposed to our friend Myra. I remember she was my best friend from, like, literally, I remember three years old, like, you know, just knowing her. So I think it's not necessarily, like, they teach you, social skills it's just being fully immersed in a classroom full of like 20 to 30 children your age from like Um, since I was born you know what I mean like yeah the the preschool that is still up and running my sister actually like runs it now um but uh like it starts from literally like my nephew like just newborn like goes there as soon as they start taking food is when they, when they are allowed to go to preschool, like start getting that fully immersed around babies, around people your age, 24-7. Yeah, I never had that. <laughs> that's that's crazy to me, you know, and that's, that's really just it, very interesting. Yeah, so then um, I
1: guess Throughout kindergarten, like, um, my grandma would pick me up every day. after. Grandma Rose would pick me up after school every day for that year. And then, um, like, then after that, she stopped because she started getting older and, like, it was harder for her. So then I started riding the bus. And (laughs) when you ride the school bus, you're exposed to about every kid there is. (laughs) Oh,
0: people, did, did Greg ever, uh, one of our dear friends, uh, closest friends, uh, you'll hear him on a later podcast, uh, Gregory uh, Ewart. Uh, did you ever ride his bus? No, I didn't live in that part of town. He would hiss at uh, me and uh, another fellow friend of ours, uh, Jaden, and we would play cats on the bus because uh, of one man who hissed at us constantly. I don't know how your bus experiences went. You should tell us about that. Fun (laughs) fact about Greg, though—he was in our grade, but he was so smart he skipped the grade (laughs) in like third grade. What? Like (laughs) what? You're telling me that man knew square roots? Like who? Who in the right mind knows about square roots? You know what I mean? I mean, I do well. You're in pre med. Uh, Something about fun fact about Savannah is that she is in pre med. I know in my intro uh, yesterday, I did uh, talk about that a little bit. Oh, (laughs) too
1: about me a little bit. I have not released
0: the (laughs) intro. It'll be right before this recording. But oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: So back to my childhood.
0: Yes, Um, back to your childhood. First
1: grade, Savannah. She enters the school bus um I didn't say I enjoyed it like it was just a school bus but then like it was just not like it wasn't the funnest experience but then luckily I didn't have to ride the school bus actually unfortunately I had to ride the school bus until like eighth grade (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's fine um, I think and one thing that was really hard about that was that I would see all my siblings, and, uh, not my siblings, sorry, <laughs> my friends, my schoolmates, wow. I would see all my schoolmates be picked up by their parents all the time. And like, see, like, like people's parents had like office jobs and whatnot that they would get off in time to pick up their kids every day. And, mm. or like, they would have, we would have like little class parties and then our, like, little things, and, like, other, um, other my fellow classmates' parents would come and help during the day, or, like, their parents would come in to eat with them during
0: lunch, but my parents never could do that because they're always working. Like, you, that show-and-tell was, like, the epitome, like, you know, like, it wasn't necessarily show-and-tell, but it was, like, you know, your mom coming up from home type of scenario, but, like, the, like, the the concept of show and tell was so important to us back then you know that's extremely important to you and yeah. valid that that is important to you like that's uh when you're so young like that's what you're exposed to is your friends like it's like what we were saying earlier uh preschool like you're just it's all about the uh, um being immersed and getting ready for this 12 years Of being educated and being with these people that you know for 12, 13, 14 years. Like, I was with Myra in school probably for 14 years because we went to pre K and stuff together. You know, like that's what you're exposed to. And of course, uh, because you're exposed to these same people, when you're getting to know them right at the beginning of that education, like journey, of course you want to show them, you know, like that's when you're not able to do that. That's disappointing when that's ripped away from us you know what i mean
1: yeah and i guess like i slow it and like um
0: one second you're cutting out i'm so sorry and we're back we're back (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, well, what was the question again? I feel
1: like I'm, like, going off on some tangent. That's okay. We're recording. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> no, uh, the uh, the question, um, it was just, like, how, like, that's, though it may not be, like, deeply traumatizing. Oh, goodness. That, even though it might not uh, deeply be, like, something, like, It may not be the worst thing that ever happens in your life, but it's still deeply disappointing. And, like, you know, it it really upsets you as a kid. And, like, that's just one of those huge learning moments. I totally understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah. And then another thing, because my parents were refugees, is that, like, my dad's English. You've heard my dad speak English. He's pretty good.
0: Yeah. He's not bad at
1: all. Yeah. And, like, he can speak it well, but he doesn't understand it well. Mm. or it just it doesn't seem like it but like he he doesn't quite understand it completely like a fluent person would Mm -hmm. and my mom as well like my mom is like is not worse but like she she has a stronger accent and she's not good at like saying the proper way of saying things Mm -hmm. which was like I guess another big impact on my childhood was that like um I grew up in a traditional Asian home as in like an American like one of my American classmates versus me as a traditional Asian raised like um the way things we would do things were like would clash a lot Mm -hmm. and then I would see that at school then I would come home and have like an identity crisis and be like how come my parents don't treat me like that why are my parents different how come I don't get to do the things that they get to do but they get to do all this Mm -hmm. or like and, and it was, I guess it was hard. Like people would come back from winter break saying like, oh, I went to Jamaica or I went to Hawaii. And I was like, I, and then and they would ask me like, well, what did you do? I was like, nothing. I just visited cousins and like, I don't know. We just never went on vacation ever because mm-hmm. my parents worked hard for the money and they, they like to save it a lot. And it was all for the better. But at the time, again, it was just so hard to understand why they were doing that. Mm-hmm. And then like I guess like another thing that hold on, I just lost my train of thought.
0: That's okay.
1: Uh another thing about having them not understanding English as well is that like when it came to like papers or like or like
0: you know how you would have to come home with a paper and have your parents sign it or like yeah. a permission slip or whatever. Mm-hmm. All the time in elementary school, that was a yeah. every every day every week thing at least. I, I never let my parents see those because like they don't understand it. I, like, I would just
1: sign it myself because mm-hmm. like it would just be easier for me. Which is like they're gonna I'm rip like, that
0: diploma. If of, this, I know <laughs> it's, if it's kind of It becomes big to rip that diploma out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah they never signed it I signed it anyway
1: (laughs) how dare she
0: but like it was
1: wild though like you know how like they used to have like instead of like electronically signing up for school you would have to bring these like giant stacks of papers that you fill out Mm
0: -hmm. I filled
1: those out since like I was in first grade
0: that's crazy. And like I
1: would just like I let my parents on this I told them to sign here sign here but then I would try to figure it out what I needed to be mm-hmm. able to like sign up for the next grade. Yeah. And then I guess it just be- kind of became a thing where And then as I got on to middle school is that like um, my I, I just kind of like in my head I just kind of learned that like like my parents are providing for me so I just don't let them worry and just do it myself if I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. So like any kind of administrative thing that like required something I just like pretend to be my parents and then like just finish it because they wouldn't understand it anyway so I might as well just do it myself because I was going to end up doing it anyway.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's just kind of how it ended up being throughout my childhood is that like my parents would always be working. I would keep studying hard and like because like I don't know I just in my head i was like I have to do this I don't know why but like because like I guess if other people are listening or I guess you know that like sometimes sometimes people be like Savannah why are you trying so hard Mm -hmm. like it's just an assignment why are you putting so much effort into it I was like
0: I guess I just raised that way yeah and like that's something I've like I've never like I've definitely – I had a different childhood, and so, like, I, I've i never, like, understood that. And, like, I've just, like, oh, she's just perfectionist. She wants to be pre-med. Like, she has a lot of ambition, but, like, just hearing I've – You've told me, like, as I've grown o- older, and you've told me a little bit about your childhood. Uh, nothing – like, it's really great to hear about all of your childhood, you know, like, more in-depth, like, sitting down, mm-hmm. just listening. But uh, definitely, like, I've never – put two and two together like that's crazy how much that affected you and your work ethic you're like you have a crazy amount of worth ethic like probably some of the like most I've ever seen like especially academically like you have the most academic stamina I swear to god I've ever seen in anyone and it's yeah. insane like I'm like how in the hell does she do this you know what I mean like I I this woman is crazy. Let me tell you guys listening to this out here. I wish I can provide a better example. Just believe me that she Mm -hmm. has a lot of stamina. I guess,
1: like, what triggered it maybe was that, um, like, because my parents, like, they, they never helped me with my schoolwork. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Oh, okay.
0: We love Wi-Fi. We love Wi-Fi. Uh, Shout out to the COVID-19 2020 pandemic. Uh, We are currently living in the USA, and it uh, is uh, not safe, really, (laughs) to to keep meeting. So I have chosen to do a lot of these podcasts over Zoom until the COVID-19 pandemic gets uh, more under control and we can have a more safe environment because I would usually be inviting these people into my home and you know sometimes that's just not safe when there's a pandemic going around but anyway back to I am ready for a second question if you are Savannah yes (laughs) so oh we should probably recap that first question though so overall some bullet points on uh how your childhood affected you Oh you want me to go? (laughs) Yeah yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. Okay
1: um (laughs) I am first generation in America as my parents were refugees. Um I grew up pretty independent and having to learn how to do things on my own. Not saying that I did it all by myself but like I had to learn at a pretty young age to like get to where I'm at which just kind of just um created a foundation for like how determined and like hardworking I am to get to my goals so I can um, create, like have a dream or like have a life that my parents could have had, but they couldn't have because they had to flee from their country.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's truly like amazing. And that has really made you into such a strong, strong person. It's incredible to see you just live life (laughs) yeah I mean that the best way I just don't know how to put it into better words like it you you are very inspiring as a person in your family as well it's very inspiring the next question is uh How do you find happiness in every day and where do you find it? And this is a reoccurring question. I like to include something I find beautiful each and every day. You did hear that at the beginning of the podcast, and I also include it in my intro. Uh, Just I try to do it uh, every day, at least internally or externally, sharing on recordings. So, how do you find that? And, or what have you found beautiful if you don't know? exactly how you find it beautiful but what do you find beautiful
1: um I guess like physically a thing that physically brings me happiness is my plants I like I just love to have random plants I sometimes I grow green onions because all you have to do is stick in water and it's fun to watch them grow because they grow really fast um I'm currently growing an avocado on my windowsill right now but it also takes seven to ten years before it becomes a tree. So we'll we'll
0: see what happens. Once you're out <laughs> of med school, you'll have a tree. So I don't know. Happy, that happy is, graduation. That is, <laughs> if it survives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, true. True about that.
1: uh I guess my tip is that, like, I guess it helps you me mentally as a person. It's like if you want your plants to grow, you have to be, give them positive energy. If there's no positive energy in the room, they're going to die. So you yourself have to be positive energy for your
0: plants to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, earlier this year, Savannah had given me a succulent and, uh, and I took it to college for a little bit. I have also taken it home. She's traveled a little bit with me, but she's kind of always mm-hmm. stayed green, but not, uh, not growing necessarily. And the other day, uh, I am big into manifestation and uh, positive affirmations. I try to include them every single day into my daily routine. And the other day I t- took a good long look at the plant and I was like, I wonder if I just try to radiate some like positive, like manifest some positive, like, energy like throw this huge energy ball of like positivity into this plant really quick like you know what i mean just like mentally and today i looked at it and it had a succulent a second succulent plant in it and it had one before so anyway i thought that was pretty cool because that uh i did message savannah about that and uh (laughs) savannah asked if i had a uh, if that was there from the beginning and i swear to god it wasn't (laughs) it's all that positive energy girl yeah I'm telling you I I at first I thought it wasn't real like uh your onions thing like oh I have bad energy following me so they're not gonna live type of thing I was like oh yeah sure whatever whatever (laughs) like like, sure you go off but honestly it kind of it kind of is real so Y'all at home, please uh, try that and let me know <laughs> about your plants. Uh, yeah, test our hypothesis, please. Test our hypothesis, amen. Um, yeah, is that that you find beauty in your plants and uh, nature, right? Yeah, yeah, and I also like um, I'm a big emotions
1: person, and like I guess the way that I like to, or an analogy to emotions is like through music like I'm a big music person and like not saying like the type of music you listen to like um like explains who you are but it's like how you interpret the music really shows like how you are as a person to me Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and like and if something like or it doesn't even have to be Music. music but like if something brings someone joy I just love to see like people be happy and like their happiness like radiates and hits
0: me and it just like you feel good you know very empathic I'm I swear you're either an intuitive soul or an empathic soul probably both I don't know (laughs) Uh, crazy things crazy soul uh soul um, jobs I don't know soul what's a word for that occupation I don't know uh, just something roles. you bring yeah your role which leads me into my third question how d- what do you think happens after death what do you think uh our purpose uh and what happens after death and our purpose as humans is which is kind of a third and fourth question combined
1: um, for me like um i am a christian mm-hmm. so like i do believe that there is a heaven and a hell um Like, recently, I haven't been as religious as I was when I was younger, and I would love to get back into it, just like,
0: hello. Welcome back. All right. Third time's a charm. (laughs) Is that the third or fourth? Anyway, go back. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Um, I was talking about how my grandma visited me in my dream that night. Yes. And my, my cousin was also there next to me. We were both crying, and she was like like oh don't cry I'm okay now like I'm better now I'm not in any pain anymore I'm good and we were crying it wasn't like she used to live with my cousins and she was sitting on this table and we were kneeling in front of her crying and she was sitting on this table comforting us and coincidence or not take it as you will that was also where like her kind of food altar table like her picture oh. was sitting at when we did the ceremony That's and everything. So
0: cool. That's so freaking cool.
1: And I was like, Wow, yeah. <laughs> she was really she
0: really visited me that night. Absolutely. I mean I, I believe it. <laughs> Hands down. Like <laughs> absolutely. Spirits, I believe in spirits. I have a tattoo of one. <laughs> so you <laughs> know, like There you go. <laughs> I better believe it, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when my grandparents passed, uh, of course, I I live in their house now. So they probably, I think that they're well into the astral plane. That, that I think my grandparents were kind of just ready. They were waiting for each other more than anything. Um, like uh, my grandparents both pass, passed within a month of each other. So I think once that uh, my grandfather was gone, uh, my grandma was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna head on out. Like, they I'm sorry, like we left you guys to to the wolves, basically. Like, we really just they left in the middle of this huge family ordeal. This family, uh, not drama, but like this family thing that was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, they do not have cho- like choice of when they leave or anything. Yeah. I'm not implying that, of course, but you know, it was just like. I think that they're well into their next phase of their soul cycle, you know, whether that be in heaven or whether that be, who knows, you know?
1: Yeah. It's crazy thing. Like both of my dad's parents lived with us growing up and um, my grandma passed away when I was younger, but my grandpa passed away. when I was about in the fifth grade Mm -hmm. and that hit me really hard too. But then uh, in our culture, we have, um, in their room that they slept in and like lived in
2: mm-hmm. like
1: we have their pictures up and we have like a little altar for them just to like that's kind of like their room it's kind of like I guess to put it in perspective it's like where their spirit resides
2: yeah but, like obviously
1: like they're not physically or spiritually there mm-hmm. exactly but I guess every like Chinese New Year we have like a little um do like a little burn incense and everything and their spirit like is in the house like during that week you can't yell and like the lights always have to be on in that room for them because that's they're coming to visit
2: oh wow and like
1: yeah and like I guess like when it's not that week like they're always kind of there in a way Mm -hmm. and like when I moved out this summer to go to Drake um I
2: (laughs) I had a dream my grandpa
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> I I had a dream where I guess all my, it didn't have to be everyone that passed away, but it was all my grandparents were in a room together and like some other family members, they were all in a room together and we were all crying because we were like, or actually no, that was a different dream. <laughs> well, we can talk about dreams on a different one because <laughs> that, that would be like forever. <laughs> but I had a dream where, like, I was on stage doing something, and then Grandma Rose brought my grandpa, like, to the, like, performance. They were all the way in the back. She, like, they walk up together, and I'm, like, I'm just, like, crying, and I'm giving my grandpa a hug, like, oh my god, you're here, and he was, like, yeah, of course, and everything, and then, like, uh, the next morning, I asked my dad, I was, like, did I I visit you in your dream last night? And he was like, "Yeah, he did." Yeah, my wow. dad and I seem to like have like connections and dreams whenever. Yeah, and honestly, our, it might be my grandparents' visit.
0: Yeah, the honestly, it could really just be them, you know. And that's like your mm-hmm. your guys's connection. That's truly amazing. That's like truly amazing. And then what my dad told me was that like, well, you're leaving tomorrow, and.
1: Now that you're leaving the house officially, Aipu can't watch over you anymore. He can't protect you anymore. So this is kind of him saying goodbye to you. And I guess before um, I left, I like went to their altar and I talked to them saying like, hey, I'm getting all choked <laughs> up right now. That's, but, okay. That's uh, okay. I was like saying, hey, I'm, I'm 18 now. I'm going off to be college to under to study medicine or whatever I plan to do. I'm going to go study. I'm going to go live with my older brother and I'm leaving the house now. And I, I don't know what came over me, but I was crying for like an hour after that. I just like I could feel them like listening. They were like saying it's okay. We were released really, we'll let you go. We we are we feel okay with you and that you're going to be safe. You're going to be fine. And I don't. I just,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, That's how I feel about that. <laughs> that that's amazing. Wow. Well, I suppose we should move on to our final question of the e- evening, or this episode. What do you feel that your specific purpose in life is? That God or the universe or however you want to interpret the higher power because you do believe in a higher power um gives you gave you in this or if you don't believe in a you have a specific purpose and it's just more uh morally driven what do you how do you feel and what do you feel that is
1: um i guess as i said earlier like i do believe there's a higher power but currently right now is that i I want to go into a profession where I can help others, which is like the typical answer you'd say, but it's like, I guess what what has drawn me to this profession or like this area of um, professionalism is that I want to be able to provide help in any way that I can. And then part of it was that like, I see what doctors or like anyone in the medical field can do and like the miracles that can happen. And then at the same time, like me, myself, like I never grew up with really major health problems. Like Mm -hmm. I was pretty like, okay, I never really had to go to the hospital for much at all. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And as I grew up, like I would, I wouldn't understand when people would like talk about these conditions, like, like, as in like, because like growing up, I was, I guess, deemed the smart kid. So like, I would, like someone would be talking about something like, oh, I know that. But then when it comes to medical terms or anything like that, I'm like, I have no idea what you mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know like the, any all the extremities of it or anything. And like, I guess that's what's really drawing to me it to me right now. And then another part of it is that like I, I like to learn languages as well, and I'm hoping, hopefully, hopefully, learning um, Spanish right now to be able to provide um, just kind of like a little bridge, like a bridge to like. Obviously, I won't be like completely a hundred percent, but. I want to be able to be a bridge between um, people who don't speak English and those who do oh, wait, oh my god what am I saying <laughs> people who don't speak English people who don't speak English and are going to these places and asking for help but then they're not getting the fair treatment that they deserve because of the language barrier
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I grew up with that firsthand as well and I just I, I want, I guess it's like a cliche, but it's like, I want to be that, that little change. That's that is
0: so not cliche. Like some, that is like so someone, cool. Someone has to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. No. And like, if that's what you feel your life purpose is, that is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, it is truly a gift in my opinion that you find your life purpose because I, I am just now dabbling in like, oh, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I meant to do, you know?
1: Yeah, and I guess my word of advice for like, if you, like, obviously, it seems like I have things figured out. Everyone's like, oh, Savannah has it figured out. She knows what she wants to do in life. Like, it's like, it's not 100% all the time. Like some days I'm like, what if I went into computer science? Like I kind of like computer science, but then yeah. some days I'm really like, no, nah, I could never do computer science. But then mm-hmm. like my advice to others who are still trying to figure out what they want to do in life or like, or trying to figure out what they, what they want to do is that like, I it's the typical do whatever makes you happy. But then like, also look, like, do you see yourself doing this in 10 years and being happy doing it or do you see yourself being suffocated by I guess the workload that it brings Mm -hmm. like being realistic even though it's kind of raw and like hard to say but like if it's too hard for you it's too hard for you and if you Mm -hmm. and that's okay but then yeah at the same time Um, figure that out and realize that before you get too far and you're stuck Mm
2: -hmm.
1: depending on what you choose to do like you like for me it's like you have to like set goals and like realize the logistics and like the reality of everything like as in like I didn't go into this major um, thinking like it would be easy I can just pass through it and Mm -hmm. like I just get there quickly like some people are pre-med for, the, they get their bachelors and then they take a gap year or maybe two or three before they even go on to medical school. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be like an easy ride the whole way down. Absolutely, and yeah. I guess, even though like you're, you can always, people will say like, like you can always change your major, but then at the same time, you're never going to, I feel like for me is that like you're never going to be as motivated as your first choice. Mm-hmm. but like obviously if you find something like for you like you found something else but then mm-hmm. like yeah, you know oh
0: that. no you're cutting out again <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me, you hear me good? yes yes you're good oh oh hello okay, Praise. okay good. <laughs>
1: <Praise>. <laughs> but yeah it's just I'm not trying to like like gatekeep anyone from doing anything but no. it's just no that's not where we're no but you we're just not. it's just like yeah it's just I guess in my from my perspective or like if you want to like go down a path that I am planning or like trying to like or just like not saying like copy me but like
0: as humans we only learn from what we see of course you don't know anything about the I don't know anything about the deepest part of the ocean we never discovered because we don't know about it you know what I mean and it's like, you know,
1: like when it's like how you follow influencers, like you, or if you follow like, um, um, achieve like scientists, like you want to like kind of be like them, you like do kind of what they did to get to where they want to be. And mm-hmm. I guess if you want some guidance to like get to your goals, is that, um, I guess have like, you got to have your. Your saving grace moment where you're like "Ooh, I want to do that mm-hmm. but at the same time think about your own skills and like your own strengths and mm-hmm. also your weaknesses like knowing your weaknesses is a really strong thing
0: to like absolutely have. absolutely you know and it's like unfortunately we can't all be doctors or we can't all be mm-hmm. lawyers or we can't I'll be journalists you know like we can't all be performers like performers are amazing but and it's not gatekeeping I don't think it's just mm. you know realizing those strengths and weaknesses us as humans that's an amazing quality to have and that's a quality I am working on personally <laughs> <laughs> that is something I do yeah. not have that great I, and I'm always working on it too it's not like
1: I have it set but it's just you gotta realize like what you need to put into that career path like not saying like you can never do this because your weaknesses are too strong in this yes. area but like yes I'm sorry if I came out like to, I was going to yeah, say yeah. that I did not mean it like that I did not mean yeah, it like that I'm not saying like um oh you you can't type fast you can never do coding
0: <laughs> yeah right no no it's like, <laughs> no
1: Just you, you you know in your head that you're gonna have to work harder to get there you can still do it but you're just gonna have to work harder
0: bingo Bingo. And, you know, it's like, it's also about like realizing like, Hey, let's do this. You know, like sometimes you just got to have the internal drive. And then I guess, yeah, anything is technically possible, but again, I just, it's just how much work are you willing to put in for it? Right. And it's like, sometimes that's where I fall short is like, I don't want to put in the work and that's where I fall short in a lot of my issues. Mm. And then another thing is that
1: I've seen it with some people that I know is that like, like some people, a lot of people, their goal in their head is money. I just want mm-hmm. a lot of money in the future. But then sometimes if you get there too quick, or if you feel like you, like you've made it, but then like you get there and you're like, huh, this is really not like, yeah, I like the money, but like, no, I don't like my job.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's another thing to keep in mind. Mm hmm absolutely absolutely and of course then you have into play like oh what is your what do you want in life but even then it's like Mm -hmm. you know and it's okay to like it's okay to fail because you can start again we're humans and we do fail unfortunately we were both pretty young but I feel like we both like face that pretty pretty soon in life you know i've definitely the i've failed a lot like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah
1: like they might affect you right now and they may affect you still in the future but like it won't time heals time really mm-hmm. does heal it
0: really does you just gotta push through it mm-hmm. well thank you for joining me today savannah uh I feel like next time we should uh I know we were talking a little bit about dreams and then I you're also a big fan of astrology uh so uh, me as well <laughs> so <laughs> I'd love to We know we know <laughs> I feel like I look like it that's one of my weaknesses as a human I look like I'm into astrology you know me if you are viewing uh, on video right now and seeing our zoom interview right now I have pink hair Hawaiian t-shirt in my coffee shops uh, logo on with cat ear earphones I look like I'm into astrology uh, for those who look who are listening strictly on your podcasting <laughs> network so <laughs> I uh, feel like um, if you looked at me, you wouldn't think that. Or,
1: like, at the same time, if you looked at both of us standing next to each other, you would never imagine us being
0: oh. <laughs> being
1: friends, even. Well, I mean, in high had-
0: school... We looked very similar, like not very similar, but like we looked like we would like vibe. Now, oh dear God! (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear God! Like I was like, are your friends with her? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, you know her. Oh my God! Oh, I forgot about my nose piercings to add in there. Those who are listening, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but so anyway, Savannah, thank you for joining me today, Uh, and we'll see you next time. Oh, no problem. All right, we'll see ya. Bye. Bye.